0: Hi, welcome to our podcast. To learn more about Liverpool One Church, join us live, give financially and to get involved, head to liverpoolonechurch.com. We believe God wants to do great things in and through your life today. Enjoy this message. Hey Liverpool One Church, why don't you guys go ahead and take your seat. It's great to see you all in church today. It's uh, fantastic that you're here. I love the fact that you've come and um, this is our final week in our part of our brand new series which we've been running for the last few weeks which is simply entitled there's page one it's not entitled there's page one it's entitled resist the drift we've been in this series for the whole of january can we just do this can we just give it up for our band like don't you just love our band aren't they just the best like the way they serve us, the way they write, the way they are, the way they turn up every single week and the way they just do what they do and bless the lives of so many. I love our band. In fact, they've got a single coming out this Friday. It's their se- It's their second song that's coming out this Friday. It's called Beautifully Broken and I think it would be a pretty cool thing if we all made sure that it got as much traction as possible in the first couple of days. So let's do something really cool. Can I have my screen that we discussed? Can I have my screen up? Right, if you've got a camera phone, we're all gonna do this together. I'm gonna do this too. Load up your camera, point it at the QR code on the screen. We're all gonna do it together. And then hit that link that comes up and wherever you get your music from, Spotify, Apple, Amazon Music. If you get your music somewhere else, God doesn't love you. Well, if you click pre-save next to that line, wherever you get your music from, what will happen is it will just drop itself straight into Spotify when that track gets released this coming Friday. And I think that's a pretty cool thing that just a little church in the corner of Liverpool, somewhere tucked away in the corner of the UK is writing music just to bless the lives of so many. And I just wanna give it up one more time for our team because they're so talented. So thank you for what you bring to us. Thank you for what you do. We love you. Your new single is gonna be amazing. And you know, today is the last day of our 21 day prayer and fast. And we really hope that you've, you've got something good from this we hope that God's spoken to you our prayer as a team has been that God's come through for you that's what we that's what we've been believing for that's what we've been digging in for and uh, just as a result of the last three weeks of just choosing to prioritize prayer every single day my faith is high that God's come through for you in the same way that he has done for me over this last three weeks but I do feel as if I've got to just set the record straight slightly because I feel if I'm honest that Luke threw me under the bus a bit last week and he forgot that this week I've got the microphone. So Luke said that last week he decided it would be a great idea to tell the church that I was fasting breakfast for three weeks. And he thought it was a great idea to tell the church that throughout the weeks in the office, I'd been moody. He said I'd been gaunt. He said I'd lost like eight stone. He, he said like, he even went so far as to say that I'd compensated for, for fasting breakfast by bringing my lunch forward to 9 30 a.m like what the heck is that about he, he knows as well as everyone knows I've got a newborn in my house my day starts at 5 a.m breakfast is not 9 30 it's 8 30 in the morning so I'm just saying it's, it's like half past 10 quarter past 10 I've already had a roast dinner today so who's laughing now you know but over the last three weeks in our resist the drift series collectively we've been taking part of prayer and fasting where we've chosen that we're going to sacrifice something that our body craves just to see ourselves closer with God. And we've been looking at various prayer patterns over the weeks. During this series we've looked at the tabernacle prayer. Emma did a fantastic job of talking to us about tabernacle prayer, and we've also heard about the Lord's prayer and how it's a template for how that we ought to pray. And today we're going to look at another one. We're going to look at our final prayer pattern and this one is so brief. It's, it, it's two sentences, it's two lines. But I feel like this one has the key in it to unlock an incredible life of favour in God. And I feel like this one is gonna be really special. This one is one of those ones that you will wanna be praying every single day as I have started to pray this prayer every single day because I want what's in this prayer. So today, we're gonna look at the prayer Jabez because I think it's possible that God's blessing can overflow in all of our lives and that's what we see in this prayer I think it's entirely possible that we can live a life that is literally overflowing with God's goodness but I think it's important that before I go there I want to pray because this matters this is really important and I want to communicate this in a way that's helpful to you in a way that you can take away and actually use because if you can't use what's being said, then what's the point? And I want God to help me to communicate these words to you in a way that's gonna be meaningful, in a way that's gonna be applicable, in a way that's gonna bring life. So let's just, let's just pray. Lord God, no one needs words from me today. No one needs my thoughts. No one needs my wisdom because I don't have much. But God, we all need to hear from you. Lord, would you make these words fall in people's lives like that of seed falling on good soil? God, would you help me to get out of the way so that you can have your way and you can speak to the depth of our hearts so that we all leave here knowing we've met with Jesus today. Holy Spirit, we welcome you. We ask that you'll move through our midst today. Be with us as I speak. Help me to get my words out helping them to make sense. In the name of Jesus, we ask. Amen. So final part of resist the drift. Okay, so I'm one of those people who um, has in their house a log burning stove because our gas fire decided it was going to quit its life a few years ago. And we decided that rather than shell out the money for a new gas fire, we were going to put the money into a log burning stove which instantly puts me into the category of people that need to find dry wood to burn. And if that's not, if all you log burner stove people out there, you know the stress, the stress is real. You look at trees not as nature, you look at them as fuel now. You're just like, when are you going to fall down? Because I need to burn you. It's just like, you're always looking for clean, dry logs to burn. Well, I am, I don't know about you, you're probably not this, not this type of person, but I am. And sometimes I just pray these like crazy, ridiculous prayers up to God. I'm just like these seemingly insignificant prayers. And I did that about this because I realised that this wood is going to cost me a fortune to buy over the years. So I decided... I was gonna be like, hey God, it would be really handy if you could like just drop like a load of wood into my life because I just feel as if like I'm just gonna need something to burn because like gas is expensive, so we've gone the wood route and I can't afford all that wood over the course of my life, so some wood would be great, thank you. And I know that you wouldn't normally pray like that, but I'm not that holy, so I did. And um, it wasn't long after, but I end up in the street outside the church here right next door talking to the foreman of the brand new building that's just gone up right next door you know the one where they've put double yellows outside and taken all of our parking. Thanks for that, guys. Love that. So I'm out there talking to those guys about how long they're going to be there for and how long it's going to take them to build this building. And this guy just says something that just got my attention. He just goes, "Well, yeah, we're going to be here for a few months. We've got to do this whole thing. We've got to take like a bunch of these trees away." And I'm just like, "Okay, what? Like building what trees? Excellent. Fine. Now let's talk." So I said, "How many trees have you got to take away?" He goes, Well, we've got to do like maybe five or six of them. And I'm looking at these things. They're like taller than this building. They're a good 40, 50 foot tall, some of these trees. So I'm looking at them going, Oh, yeah, keep talking. How many trees? So he says, So he says, Why are you interested in the trees? I said, Well, what are you going to do with the wood? And he says, Why do you ask? I said, Well, I've got a friend who's got a log burner. And um, so, so, so he says, uh, So what, what are you asking? I said, Well, have you got a home for the wood? Are you going to take it? Are you going to chip it? Like, what are you going to do? because I'd like some. And he goes, okay, well, there's a, there's a back alleyway out the back. How about we just drop some? And I said, great. He says, how, how much would you like? I said, how much have you got? He said, you can have it all. I said, great. I come in the following day. The pile that was out there was enough for five or six of us for three years. It was, it was like higher than my head, longer than a bus. I was just like, what on earth is this? This is amazing. I couldn't believe it. It took like, it literally has taken us. It's all gone now, but three years it lasted for this huge pile of wood. And I'm just like, that's unbelievable. And I look back on that moment so often and I'm just like, wow, that was incredible. Have you ever had those things where you look back and you just go, that was such a blessing. That was such provision. Like that was that was so incredible. But um, it was way too much for me. It was, it was way too much for me to have. It was so much so that there was enough for loads of other people as well. But maybe you don't fall on that side of the coin today. Maybe you fall on the other side of it where you would actually look at life and go, you know what, I would love God to bless me like I see him blessing the lives of so many others. I would love it if that happened to me. And, I, and maybe your experience is that what you see is everybody around you that gets the blessing, but it doesn't seem to ever happen for you. It doesn't seem to come through for you. Maybe your experience is different. Maybe it's you that needs the financial breakthrough. Maybe it's your business which needs the breakthrough. Maybe you just need to sign the deal. Maybe it's you who's got a relationship issue, or is it your children who are fast going off the rails, and maybe you just want a breakthrough in the lives of your kids. Maybe it's your health, and all you see is God blessing the lives of so many others but what you really desperately want is a breakthrough in your own health situation, but it just doesn't come. You could have been sitting here today living with those tensions for so long that today it's you who finds yourself asking the very question that we're gonna spend some time looking at today, which is simply this, does God want to bless me? Does he even wanna bless me? Like, what am I missing? Am I missing something? Because everyone else gets it, but just not me. Can he see what I'm going through? Can he see my struggle? Because if he could, I'm sure he'd want to do something. You might even say, I pray regularly. I even try to come to church. I try and even learn the names of the songs and I just keep on coming back, but still nothing changes. So God, do you want to bless me? And I honestly feel that one of the first things that we need to remember is that God is a good father and he wants good things for his children, and, and he is good, and like any dad, like any good dad, he teaches us life skills, and he teaches us things that sell us up and win in life. He teaches us, he gives us tools all through his word. In fact, in Matthew 16, Jesus himself said, I will give you the keys to the kingdom of heaven. And obviously, he was speaking metaphorically. There is no magic set of keys, but what he's talking about is kingdom principles. I will give you the keys to get to the kingdom of heaven because the Bible, unless you didn't know, is God-breathed and it's God-inspired and it's a living word and there's keys and truths in there that if we apply these things to our lives are gonna set us up to, to win in such an incredible way if we put them into practice. They're like keys that unlock doorways to our lives. But God is not a magician, nor is he a genie. You can't rub your Bible and get a blessing. He's not going to pop out and go, I'll give you three wishes. What we have to do is we have to read these things, and there's keys that are in there, and we have to implement them in our lives, and we have to work them through and allow God to just transform our lives from the inside out. And the verse we're going to read in just a moment, we're going to go there, it contains some of these keys and it's almost hidden. You could miss this thing altogether. It's buried in 1 Chronicles, and it's buried among a line of like family trees and lineage and descendants, and it's all in the so-and-so begat so-and-so, and and -and so-and-so begat so, and you could literally just skim read over that whole portion of the Bible, and you could miss this hidden gem and the truth that's in it, but we're going to go there, and we're going to look at it. And... um, it's only two verses long. It's, li- it's literally buried and you could so easily miss it. It's about a guy called Jabez. And we don't hear about him before this point and we don't hear about him after this point. And everything we know about Jabez is contained in these two verses. He pops up and then just as quickly, he disappears. So let's read now. The only thing we know about him is what's written here. So 1 Chronicles 4 verse 9. There was a man named Jabez who was more honourable than any of his brothers. His mother named him Jabez because his his birth had been so painful. Jabez actually in the original text means pain. Parents, don't do that. It's not nice. It's like a boy called Sue. It's unkind. Don't call your son pain. That's ridiculous. Verse 10, "'He was the one who prayed to the God of Israel, "'Oh, that you would bless me and expand my territory.'" please be with me in all that I do and keep me free from all trouble and all pain. And God granted his request. Jabez asks that God would bless him, expand his territory. And he also said, be with me in all I do and keep me free from all trouble and pain. And God gave him what he asked for. I don't think there's any one of us here who wouldn't want the things that are in that prayer. I don't think there's anyone who would go, I don't want those things in my life. I think we would all say that that's something that we would want. And if what you want most is God's attention and God's blessing in your life, then this should be your prayer every single day. Because I believe that the four points in the prayer of Jabez were magnetic to God. And I think we should have a little look into each one of them and just learn how we can apply them to our life because this is a prayer that I have started to pray in my life every single day. And the first one is this. We've got to pray for blessing. He prayed, oh, that you would bless me. Jabez asks that God would bless him. Let me ask you, how often in your personal prayer life do you pray that God would bless you? How often do you say, God, I want you to bless me? Let me tell you a guaranteed byproduct of sincerely asking for God's goodness and God's blessing in your life is that you will begin to live a life that's marked by miracles. Your life will turn around and begin to be marked by miracles. How do I know? Because I've seen this happen in my own life, I've watched it actually happen. When you pray, for those things in your life, when you pray for God's power to do amazing things in your life, his will suddenly finds no opposition in you. There's no doors that are closed to him. And then all of heaven can just work through you and you can just walk into a life of incredible blessing because there's nothing left. Your sincere prayer of your heart becomes, God bless me. Bless me abundantly. Bless me with in ways that I never even knew were possible. And everything in you is just like, Open to God so he can just work right through you. You're going to see some incredible things happen in your life, but there's a catch. What if you found out today that God had specific plans to send you 23 blessings today, but you only got one? What do you think the reason for that would be? If you found out that that was his plan today was to bless you 23 individual times, But then you found out that you only got one of them. I came across a short story while I was uh, preparing for this message. And I just feel like it's gonna help us get this point. And it's about a guy called Mr. Jones who dies and goes to heaven. And St. Peter is waiting at the gates to give him the guided tour. So let's just have a little look at this. And we're gonna get this point. Looking at all the splendor of the golden streets and beautiful mansions and choirs of angels that Peter showed him, Mr. Jones notices an odd-looking building. It's an enormous warehouse. It has no windows and only one door. But when he asks to see inside, Peter hesitates and says, You really don't want to see what's in there. Why would there be any secrets in heaven? Jones wonders. What incredible surprise could be waiting for me in there? So when the official tour was over, Jones was still curious, so he asked to see inside the building again. Peter finally relents. But when he opens the door, Jones almost knocks him over in his rush to get inside. It turns out that the enormous building is filled with row after row, floor to ceiling of shelves, each stacked neatly with white boxes tied with red ribbon. These boxes all have names on them, said, said Jones to Peter. Do I have one? Well, yes, you do, Peter replies, trying to guide Mr. Jones back outside. Frankly, though, Peter says, if I were you, but Mr. Jones was gone, already dashing towards the jail to look for his box. Peter follows slowly, shaking his head. He finally catches up with Mr. Jones just as he's pulling the red ribbon off his box and lifting the lid. Looking inside, Jones has an instant moment of recognition and he lets out a deep sigh, like the ones Peter had heard so many times before. Because there... In Mr. Jones' white box are all the blessings that God had wanted to give him while he was here on earth, but Jones never asked. He never asked. Ask, promise Jesus, and it will be given to you. You do not have because you do not ask, said James. And that's the very brother of Jesus talking. And you know, in the same way that a parent loves to give to their child generously when their child comes to them and asks for something, our loving heavenly father can't wait to give, us, can't wait to, give to us generously when what we seek most is his blessing and his goodness because his nature is to bless and his nature is good. And you know, maybe today you think that like Jabez, Your name, that's not my phone. I thought I had my phone still on, if that's not the Holy Spirit. (laughs) Maybe you think that your name is is like Jabez and your name is just another word for trouble or pain or the legacy that your family have left you is just another problem for you to work through because that was the legacy of his life. He was named and called pain. He, 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 He had this legacy to overcome because back in those times, the name of a man carried such significance and such weight. Or maybe today you just don't feel like a good candidate for blessing. Maybe you just feel like, well, I've already had blessing off God, so why would I go back and ask for more? Perhaps you look at God's blessing like a bank account. Like if, if God's given you something, then he's gonna wanna take something else away that he's already given you and make a withdrawal of something that's good in, 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 able, in able to give you and more blessing. Well, I guarantee you, if that's what you feel, then that's a lie. That's not true. God doesn't look at his blessings that way. And if that's the way that you think about God's blessing, then I would challenge you. Pray this prayer every single day for one month. Like, ask for him to bless you every single day for the next 30 days. Start today. Start tonight. Start right now. Pray this prayer for the next 30 days and see what God does in your life. Because remember this, his blessings are only ever limited by us. They're not limited by his willingness or his power or his ability. They're only limited by us and our mind. Jabez was blessed simply because he refused to let anything else get in between him and God. He made God the most important thing in his life. And if there's one thing that's true in life, we will all get what we want eventually. If you want it badly enough, you'll go after it enough. And if God sincerely sees that your heart is for him and you're chasing him and nothing else, then God will bless you. I just wanna say that to someone in here today. You should pray that today. You should pray that today. You should pray that that God will specifically bless you. You should pray that God would bless you. Indeed, some some translations of the Bible say, because I think there's something huge out there for some of you, way bigger than a ton of firewood, he wants to bless you with something that's so incredibly big, much bigger than any other blessing. Jabez understood, I'm a man marked by pain. I'm a man called pain, but I will not accept it. I want a life filled with blessings and goodness and everything else that God's got to offer me. God said, he said, God can bless me and he's gonna bless me with more than I need so that I can be a blessing to others. And that's what's on offer to every single one of us if we'll ask. We have to ask. The second thing, we've also got to pray for influence. Oh, that you would bless me. And here it comes, expand my territory. Expand my territory. In other words, give me influence. And if you notice, all these things are progressive. So you can't get the second one without the first one. He prays for blessing and then he prays for influence. So what are you going to do with blessing? You're going to use it to do more than you can already do. You're gonna, and that's your influence. You're going to expand your territory. That's your influence. What we say is, I want to do more than I'm currently doing. God's not only a blessing, God, but he also wants to give you influence. And this, and this thing, this is a big thing to pray for. Because if you pray for influence and you pray for blessing, God's going to do it for you. He's going to do those things because he is faithful. He can do it through all sorts of ways. He can do it through your employment. He can do it through your giving. He can do it through your serving in church. He can use any area of your life and he can give you influence. God never intended you to stay where you started, ever. He never, ever gives you something and intends you to stay right there. And some of us have settled into this comfortable place in our Christianity where we just expect that God's gonna put us somewhere and then leave us there when we should consistently be praying, God, give me more. God, give me so much more that I can't contain it that I can then be a blessing to others. Now, God, take that blessing and help me to be an influence and give me more, enlarge my territory. Some of you have been on a certain team in church for so long, and I'm telling you now, it's time to step up. It's time to lead a life group. It's time to get going. It's time to grow, because when you take one step, not only do you get blessed, but other people around you get blessed and God increases your influence. And that's what we're talking about because it's gonna make a difference, not just to you, but also to people around you. Now, if God blesses you and gives you more than you need so you can be a blessing, and now your territory increases and it gets larger, the very next thing that's gonna happen is you're gonna be in over your head and you're gonna go, oh my goodness, I've got all this blessing and I've got all this influence and I can't cope (laughs) and this is too big for me. Which is why we should number three, pray for presence. In Jaber's words, please be with me in all that I do. So he prayed for blessing, influence, and presence. And that's the hand of God on you. Why? Because I can't do it on my own. This thing's too big for me. You've blessed me, you've enlarged my territory, you've given me influence. I can't do this alone. This is crazy. This is too big. But, but, but hear me, God loves to take you to a place where you can't cope. He loves, he loves to do that. He loves to take you to a place and he loves to bless you and he loves to increase your territory and then he loves to put his hand on you because you can't cope and you can't do it by yourself. And he wants to do that for you today and he wants to bless you and put his hand on you to do everything that he's called you to do. And just before I said, when, you said, when I said to you, step out of your comfort zone, step up and lead a life group, Some of you sat there and you got nervous and that's a good thing because it means that you can't do it in your own strength. You're going to have to have the hand of God on you to be able to do it and it's supposed to make you feel nervous because God loves to take normal everyday people like me and you and he loves to do something incredible with normal everyday people. Look at all the way through the Bible. David was number eight. He did, his dad didn't even bring him to the lineup when they were looking for a new king. Then you got Moses the stutterer. You had Paul who murdered and tortured Christians. And like, God just used these normal, everyday people to do some incredible things when he put his hand on them and he released them, and all of a sudden, miracles start happening. God was notorious for using people who don't have the skills or the skill set to do what he wants them to do. I'm convinced that's why he can use me, because I'm not an academic. I'm like a C student on my best day. Like I was the one when I was in my maths CCSE sitting there and I'm I'm reading the question and it was like, Johnny's on a boat. Johnny's 50 miles off from the shore. The the cliff is one mile high. How far is it between you and Johnny? And I'm sitting there, my maths CCSE going, lucky old Johnny. I'd love to be on a boat right now. I bet it's hot on that boat. And I'm picturing myself on the freaking boat. I'm just sitting there going oh, do you know what? I'd love to get a tan on a boat. You know, sitting there, my sister, she was a straight A student. Where are all you straight A students? Where are, oh, honestly, you know, let's take a day off. You're always messing up the curve. Take a day off sick. Well, I, and so my sister, she got 10 A stars at GCSE level. She got four straight A's at A level, and now she's a doctor. And I'm, and I'm, a, I'm a C student on my best day. And this is real for me. And I'm just like, God, like if you can use me, like if you really knew me, you'd be on your face worshiping God right now. You'd be like, he really can use anyone, man. This is crazy. But you know, there's so many days when I just don't feel qualified to do what I what I get to do in my life. I just I, There's so many people out there, I'm convinced of it, who'd be better at what I do, who could do it more effectively than what I can do, who can read their Bible better than me, who can just study better than me, who can speak better than me. There's so many days when I just don't feel qualified. But I know that the hand of God is on me, and he's blessed me, and he's increased my influence. And I know that under his power, I can do anything. And I'm just saying we need to start to pray and we need to start to pray that God you will bless me and you will bless me indeed we need to be praying for these things bless me to the point where I don't have just what I need where I have so much more than I need that I can then be a blessing for others that's the level I want you to bless me to and as the Lord does that he's going to increase our sphere of influence and then what's going to happen is you're going to go oh my goodness now I'm in over my head and I can't do this and God you're going to have to help me and then I'm going to need your presence in my life. And if you get blessed and if your influence grows and if those things happen and if you get his presence on you and his hand on you and he starts to attach himself to your efforts and everything that you do has the following wind of heaven, then I'll tell you what's going to happen next. All of hell's going to hate you. And that's the truth. Think about it. The devil doesn't bother with anyone who's not doing any good. And if you're not banging heads with the devil, you might just be walking right next to him. But I'll tell you now, if you start walking the other way, that's going to happen all the time. If you start banging heads with him, that's going to happen all the time. And then what you're going to need is the fourth thing. You're going to need to pray for protection. Blessing, influence, presence, protection. Blessing, influence, presence, protection that's what Jabez prayed he prayed be with me in all that I do and here comes his request for protection keep me from all trouble and pain why because first Peter tells us the devil is like a roaring lion seeking who he may devour don't let that worry you the rest of the verse goes on to say stand firm and resist him you don't, need to, you don't need to worry about that. You can stand firm and you can resist him because we have the power in the name of Jesus that can overcome anything that's thrown against us. Every bit of opposition, but we do have to do it. Let me, tell, let me, let me say it to you like this. If I told you that tonight someone was gonna break into your house and I had information that tonight was that night and they're gonna come to your house in the midnight hour when everyone's asleep, And they're going to take everything that's dear to you. Everything that matters to you is going to go. And when you wake up every morning, tomorrow morning, everything that's precious to you in the world will be gone. What would you be willing to do tonight? I'll tell you what you're not doing. You're not sleeping. I'm guessing if you're anything like me, you're probably going to be sitting up for them with your friends called baseball and bat, am I right? Like you're going to be hanging on for them. You aren't going to be sleeping. So you have an enemy and he wants to take your life. He wants to destroy your life and everything that you're going to work for and everything that you hold dear. Don't let that freak you out. Don't let that worry you. But just don't be asleep. Don't be naive to it. So we should pray for protection in the name of Jesus. And we ask God, strengthen me in the battle and rescue me from the battle, both in it and from it. You know, most of you will know at least some of this, but back in 2010, 12 of us started this church in a living room, which blows my mind. When I look around today, talk about blessing and influence, presence, like that blows my mind. And we met with one simple prayer And our prayer was just very basic. It was, God, if you can, would you use the 12 of us to change lives for Jesus in the city of Liverpool? And that was it. That was all we prayed. In those early months and those weeks, God was faithful. And this young church, this tiny band of people who no one would even look at and hold a candle to no one would look at you and go oh yeah you're going to be great we were no one and we were just like God if it's possible could you could you make this could you make this possible and God just started to bless what we were doing and it was happening right in front of our eyes and as God blessed the church and our influence started to grow and some people started to come and they started to stay we had to move around a bunch of different venues as we grew over the years and our influence was growing and as we prayed for blessing and God had his hand on what we were doing, things just started to go forwards and his presence was with us and we really felt like we were getting somewhere. And then this building came on the market. We were like, this is gonna be the answer to some huge prayers. Some massive miracles were about to start to happen in the life of our church. And then one Friday night, about 9 p.m., I got a phone call from my friend, Sarah Palmer who said, Dave, it's not good. Emma's been told she's got blood cancer. And just about everything that we thought we were building was about to fall apart. Luke and Emma didn't know what to do. We didn't know what to do. How are you supposed to negotiate that with a church that won't stop growing and the leader, the head of the thing, looks like she's about to be taken out. Everything that we've given our lives for looked like it was about to stop. And she said, there's a small bunch of us and we're going to start to meet and we're going to start to pray, which is what we did day after day, week after week, month after month. We prayed and we called down blessing and health and presence. And we called down God's, God's almighty power on everything that we were doing. And I feel like this message today is really real for us because I feel like as the life of Liverpool One Church, we've lived this prayer of Jabez out firsthand because we prayed for blessing and God did it. Then we prayed for influence and God did that too. And then we prayed that he put his hand on what we were doing and he did that as well. And we saw that people were coming and we've learned what it is to pray for protection. In the life of this church, we've learned what that means. You know, just while I mention that actually Um, I would, this is a bit of an aside but I would just say sometimes you don't know what your leaders are going through, sometimes you don't see what, week after week when they're feeding you, feeding you and they're turning up with a smile you don't see what they're going through and I would just be the biggest encourager of you honouring Luke and Emma for everything that they do and they lead us so well because they're inspirational to me, they're good people and they lead us well and they love you they love you. They are good people. That's just an aside, but our young team did the best that we could. Our, our young team did the best and we carried on turning up every single Sunday and we carried on doing church every single week and we just kept on doing the do. And we stayed dependent on God as Emma went through hospital treatment and it was horrible. And then one day, all those, all that time later, like months and months and months and months later, we all got the news Emma was cancer free. To use the words from 1 Chronicles, God granted us our request. He did it, He came through. And today, church, I'm telling you if that's your question, does God want to bless me? Oh, He wants to bless you. He does. You're not supposed to be praying for just for your needs. You're supposed to be praying for way more than you need so that you can be a blessing to others. And he's gonna enlarge your territory and your, and your influence and he's gonna put his hand on you. And then when you do that, all of hell's gonna come against you. But do not be afraid and do not turn back and do not stop moving because you've got the power of the name of Jesus on your side. And against the name of Jesus, nothing can stand. It's greater than any other Name. Because at the name of Jesus, everything, everything has to bow. Amen. Hey, church, time's gone. I'd love the opportunity to pray with you. So if you just stand, and then the band are going to come and we're going to sing once more. Heavenly Father, thank you, God, that you are alive. Thank you, Jesus, that you would use imperfect people to do your perfect will here on earth, Lord. Thank you, Jesus, for this church. Thank you, God, that we can come and meet with you each week and we can hear from you each week. We want you to know, God, that we love you. And God, I pray on behalf of every single person present in this room right now, and all those watching at home online, God, that you would bless us indeed. You would bless us outrageously. You you would bless your church, God, and enlarge our territory, increase our influence. Give us the bravery to take a step and say, I'm willing to grow, I'm willing to move forward. God, and when you do that, and as we move, would you put your hand on us and give us your presence? Jesus, we need your presence. And if those three things are what you're going to do, then Lord, we're counting on you for your protection. Protect us and our families. Keep us safe. Bless us in ways we never knew were possible. Lord Jesus, we ask you to make the prayer of Jabez become part of who we are. That we would live lives that are blessed of you. Not for our good, but for all the good of the people who don't know you. In your name we ask, amen. And just while we're all here, if there's those of you who have heard what I've said and you may be here for the first time or you've just never made a commitment to follow Jesus and you're like, you know what? This all sounds great, but I don't know him. Well, I'm gonna pray one super quick prayer right now. And if that's you and you just wanna step into the best days of your life, I'm gonna invite you to pray this one quick prayer after me in your heart. The band are gonna sing And you're gonna know what it means to step into the fullness of all the goodness that God has got for your life. So I'm gonna pray and let's do that together just quietly. Heavenly Father, I come to you today, God, and I wanna know you more. I want you to live in my heart. I've never asked you this, God, before, but I want you to forgive me of the things I've done wrong. I want you to set me up strong, God. I want you to live in me and forgive me for all the things that, haven't been in line with what you said, make your home in me today because I want to live for you now. I love you. Thank you, Jesus, for dying on a cross for me. I pray, God, that you will bless me for the rest of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for joining us today. We hope that you can take that message and apply it to your life. Also, don't forget to take a moment to subscribe, rate and review this podcast. To get connected or stay more connected to the Life Liverpool One Church and learn how you can join us live, visit liverpoolonechurch.com. Thanks again for joining us and we hope to see you again soon.